0: The Opinion Line on Courts 96FM. We'll go and talk about grief. This dominated our show Monday morning, the middle hour of our show. It's all available on podcast as well, if you want it. We're talking to Jackie about grief as a life skill. And then we spoke to Anam Kara about their podcast, Conversations in Grief. And it got quite a significant response from listeners, many of whom felt, look, this is an uncomfortable conversation. But it's one that needs to be had because very few of us learn how to deal with grief until we absolutely have to. Julie, you were one of the people who contacted us during that show. Uh, you were eight year old lad. You've you've begun to teach him about grief. Morning to you.
1: Morning PJ. Yeah. Um that was a really good um discussion on Monday and it did pop me to text in and I suppose, yeah, I've had the conversation about grief with Connor. Um, you know, just as, as the opportunity arises, we lost our first family pet there um before Christmas last year. Yeah. And you know, you can talk about grief um and the finality of death, I suppose, using those experiences that children can can understand.
0: Yeah. This was a much-loved, what, 12-year-old dog.
1: Yeah, yeah. oh, goodness, yeah, she was our first pet, and yeah, it was really traumatic, you know, just a couple of days before Christmas when she passed. And, you know, our our little boy, Connor, um, is eight, and he was really, you know, he grew up with her, um, and is very, very attached. She's been ever-present for his entire
0: life, yeah.
1: Yeah, and where does she go, and, you know, um, can she come back, and I miss her, and even now, you know, over 12 months later, she will still crop up in conversation, um, you know, that he misses her, Um, he's had the conversation about, you know, her soul, um, can she come back as another dog, you know, all these yeah, kind of little yeah. conversations. Oh, and
0: what, how do you answer those questions, Julie, just um, in a way that
1: suits well, suppose, an
0: eight-year-old head like?
1: Yeah, I would, you know, he would take things quite literally when you say things. So just in relation to like being very careful, like death is final. Um, you know, I suppose we did talk that she kind of went to doggy heaven because he would use the language of heaven in school and things like that as well. Um and then trying to explain that she can't come back. So my own grandmother would have passed um, a few years ago as well. Okay. And he understands that, you know, we haven't seen her since she passed. So he would refer to her as his old nana. Yeah. And he knows that when she died, she didn't come back either. And, you know, yes, it's okay to be sad. And yes, it's okay to miss them. Um, no, they can't come back, you know, and... Um, And I think they must have had a conversation in school one day about souls. So maybe in November, you know, for All Souls Day, and he was coming home, he was asking, well, what's a soul? And I was like, crikey. So I had to say, you know, um, it's like the wind, it's there, you know, but you can't see it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just in my head, oh my God, I hope I'm doing this right for him.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: but you know he accepts it PG and I think it's just to take the opportunity to talk about grief yeah. you know when it arises yeah, it's
0: funny words are strange aren't they you're like soul you hear about it yeah all your life yeah you as a parent when your child asks you well what's a soul you haven't a flippin clue do you know no, or, no or, or, and it's so or the hard other, to, the it other expression to regarding death like particularly you hear about an accident you read it on the news someone lost their life as if it was like losing your wallet like it's very hard to yeah. explain these words to a small child
1: yeah, I lost my voice last week, which is why I'm a little bit croaky today That's okay. and uh like that. He taught me um, you know, to go back into work to find it, you know. He <laughs> lost it, where is it? <laughs> so you you do have to be a little bit careful when, when kids take things yeah. literally.
0: But do you think it's important that just at just eight he's learning that skill of acceptance?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, death is inevitable, you know, it's going to come into his life. Um you know, and I think If you can have the conversations when the opportunity presents, like with the family pet, then you know at least you're you're creating a little bit of understanding, um, and I think it's important. Yeah.
0: I know I'd be in would be in an awful state if either of, if any of my pets headed for the Rainbow Bridge. I, I'd probably need yeah. need the arm around me, maybe even more than the children would. But yes, it's a, it's a way to learn something else. You wanted to mention, Julie. Uh, this is to do with Connor as well because yesterday was International Rare Disease Day, and I think we all, if we think hard yeah. enough, know someone who comes into that that category. Uh, Connor's got a strange one. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I suppose, you know, linking it in with grief, you know, while, um, you know, thank goodness he, he's, he's not, um, you know, a, a terminally ill child living with, with a rare condition. But I'd be very conscious that so many children in, in our community, you know, grief will come to them a lot quicker and sooner than what it should do. Mm. Um, so yesterday was um, raising awareness, I suppose, for rare um, disease day and yeah there are over three hundred thousand people in ireland living with a rare disease mm. um and 70 percent of those you know would be children and young adults um so it is more common than what people would i suppose um, appreciate and you know each individual disease might be rare um our own particular one it's called 22q11 deletion syndrome um you know, even my own doctor hadn't heard of it when I said it to him when we eventually got our diagnosis. Um, but within all of the different rare diseases, you know, there's a huge commonality within the community. And I suppose, you know, we battle the same fight Um, a lot of the times. We interact with the same hospitals, the same consultants. We have the same issues, you know, around speech, language, OT, physio, you know, all of that kind of stuff, schooling. Um, so there's a lot of common issues within the rare community. So yesterday was a great opportunity for us to get together um, and just, you know, get get a little bit of support.
0: Might I ask, uh, if it's not a rude question, how does twenty two q one one deletion affect Connor?
1: Um, yeah. So for Connor particularly, it's he's um, his speech and language would be de- delayed. He'd have issues with his gross and fine motor skills. Um, school would be, you know, harder for him. Um, but I suppose you know. Luckily, um, we don't have a lot of that—the heart issues that would be common within yeah. the community. And um, you know, people are living with, with heart issues, endocrine issues, scoliosis would be a big one as well. Yeah. Um, so is you know, he physically, kind of Julie? Is he okay? Yeah, physically he's okay. I mean, I suppose so many of us in the in the rare community just take a long day to day. Um, you know, and we. You know, we have the hospital appointments. They're just water off ducks back. You know, mm. um, we've been linked in with multiple hospitals. Connor would be seen in CUH, um, St. Infirmary, Cromlin. You know, so it's it's busy. Um, having a rare um, family member. But, you know, you wouldn't have it any other way either, PJ. That's true. They're fantastic, yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah, I didn't realise the number was that high. It's 300,000 people in Ireland. Yes, yesterday was a global...
1: it was, and, and, um, I suppose where Ireland in particular is, is a new enough, um, charity set up to support the community. Like they would support over 1700 families at the moment Whoa. on their books. Wow. Um, you know, which is huge and it's growing every day. And I suppose I met up with some of the parents yesterday and it's not just moms. I must say it, it's parents. You know, my own husband mm. would have come along as well. And the dads are very often probably underrepresented in terms of support, yeah. but, um,
0: dads deal with it differently you know, I think don't they
1: they do they do I think they do yeah um, but it is nice to get together and you know there was a coffee morning yesterday and so many of us it was our first coffee morning um, so it, it's good to I suppose see the new members coming in all the time um, you know finding that that support because it is very lonely PJ when you get your diagnosis it can be very very scary um, you know I was at my home when Connor was diagnosed in, in the hospital and I'd come home and I had to tell Jonathan what this diagnosis was. And, you know, we got a very poor, negatively framed handout, which is all the hospital could give us. Um, and, you know, you you do what they tell you not to do, you did, Google did it. Did
0: you have that moment, Julie, where you went, Well, what the hell do we do now?
1: Oh, God, yeah, yeah, I'll never forget the JPJ. Um, 23rd of February, 2021, driving home from Cork, haven't got that diagnosis, it was absolutely horrendous. Um, and you come home and it, it's, you know, we weren't signposted um, because it's a rare condition. You know, the medics themselves often grapple with, with this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I came home from the hospital that night and I had to research it. And it was, you know, through my own research, I found... You know, um, like rare Ireland, I found that the, the support network. I found a, a clinic in Crumlin yeah. that deal with with these children. So you know, I, I had to get referred to that myself. Yeah. Um, that the diagnosing consultant wasn't aware of it. So it's 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 a very complex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, area. I
0: heard a lovely story from a, a parent a number of years ago who got, uh, in a diagnosis something like that now, from, from a wonderful, wonderful pediatrician, a magnificent man called Tony Ryan, um, who was in the mm-hmm. COH for years. And um, it, the, the dad said, well, well, what do we do now, Dr. Ryan? And he said, I don't know, i got to look it up myself first. Can you come back next week? Yes. And he literally yeah. was that honest. He said, I have to look this up myself.
1: Yeah. I think when I said it to my own GP, he was. his words were, um, that's a new one for me. I'll have to look it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, they that's, they that's got a the treatment is, plan yeah. and everything was great afterwards. But even yeah. when, when the greats are confused by something. And as a parent, you're driving home going, my doctor doesn't even know what to do.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um and I suppose, you know, some of the lit- like I, I remember the literature that we were given was it's probably the most negatively framed literature yeah. I've seen in relation to Connor yeah. syndrome. Um you know the, the, the Unfortunately most of the literature is like there.
0: that, is it? Most of the literature you get is is worst yeah. case scenario stuff. The
1: worst case scenario. Because they have yeah, to prepare is. you and for it's- that. It's incredibly frightening. Um, you know, and there are families living as well, Fiji, I suppose, um, you know, with, with what we call swan syndromes without a name. Yeah, I've heard um, that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they they can't quite put a finger on it. Um, you know, genetics is very important in, in, in the whole area here. Um, it was true it was genetic testing that Connor kind of got diagnosed. And I suppose in, in 2019, um, there was a report issued around genetics, and I saw Stephen Donnelly. You know, tweeting yesterday in support of of rare day, but is this where they to want to? Is this
0: where they want to increase the number of things screened for the heel test? Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. That. That's part or of it. That, that,
1: that's, yeah, that's part of it. We're one of the lowest. Um, you know, we're one of the countries to screen for the low.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga.
1: Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. number right. of we, conditions. We, I think we screen for nine. So Spain, Spain,
0: for for, Spain or Italy, one of the two, screen for yeah. forty.
1: Italy's the top. Yeah, yeah. Italy's 40. brilliant. Yeah. Um, but even within that, trying to get into genetics, then I mean, you know, eighty percent of of rare diagnoses come through genetics. Um, we should have fifteen geneticists working in Ireland. We have, I think, we have five uh, with three vacancies advertised. But that's still less than half of what we need yeah. for our population size. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we need a lot um, more genetics working in the country and we need quicker access to genetics.
0: Um, really appreciate your time today, Julie. Thank you. Quartz 96 FM.